And three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Oh, fuck. Impossible <laughs> restart. That's the joy. I knew that recording. was going to happen one day. All right. That would actually be kind of funny to let it go. Three, two, <laughs> one. Hey, everybody. This is Scott Grossberg, one of your co hosts for the podcast, Keeping Your Shit Together. And boy, have I got to do it today. Uh, <laughs> keeping Your Shit Together in a Stressed World. And I'm here with my co host, Michelle Post. Hey, Michelle. Hi, Scott. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> one so, of those one of those mornings it's raining it's it's gloomy here in california yeah there you go <laughs> rain rain go away come again another day boy brian my old man was snoring last night <laughs> oh way tmi <laughs> i can't help it that's funny it's not a normal <laughs> production <laughs> But it goes along with the rain, rain, go away. <laughs> so before before we jump into today's show, yeah, any, yeah. anything new going on? Uh, just I want to remind people, one of my favorite self-care techniques is to do a road trip or act like a tourist in your home, hometown for at least a day once a month. If not do an actual trip once a month, I think... Tr- Traveling and experiencing new places is one of the things that opens your mind up and, and expands you. And sometimes it doesn't have to take a lot of money. It can just be being a tourist in your own city. Well, speaking of that, it's very funny because I think anybody who's listened to the show knows at the inception of the show, you and I were both moving. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so we and we, in quarantine <laughs> and, and, and in quarantine. So we've been in our new community here, uh, which is actually an old community for both of our families, but new for us. Yeah. We have not gotten out and about and gotten able to been able to see anything oh. uh, that that's really new and different and, and whatever. Yeah. So for uh, our birthdays, uh, my wife's brother and his significant other in, took us out to dinner last night and they had mentioned we were going to go to this place and it's like i've never even heard of this and literally right down the street from us is a new pub that has that, that opened a year ago talk about opening in the midst of chaos right mm. um and not only was it wonderful I, folks i have no idea how i'm not going to even mention the name because it's local here but I have no idea how this place is going to stay open. Um, oh. The food is wonderful. Yeah. The, the wait staff is wonderful. Yeah. And the prices uh, we just Are found out reasonable? we just reasonable. We just found out that they're open for uh, breakfast and brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Oh. And I'm looking at the breakfast menu. When's the last time you got went anywhere and could have a three egg breakfast for eight dollars? Oh no. No, no, no. It's like, how are they doing it, this? <laughs> and, and especially even the, the price of eggs is is literally exhaustive right exactly. now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm looking at these prices saying this this place has got to be swamped on weekends. Yeah. Um, I don't know yet, but I, I, it was just wonderful to be able to go to a place that was not only new. Yeah. For us, new for us. Um, there was a 40 minute wait getting into it. It was that busy that there's that, but it's like talking about getting out and about and seeing new things at which point the the, the people we were with said there are so many new places opening up locally that oh, if you wow. don't go out and explore you don't see them yeah yeah oh, well i you know i wonder if they have their own eggs 
you know, like, uh, because people have in Redlands area, they have land and well, that's people true raise chickens, but, um, but anyway, that well, don't they even are get definitely me, don't, expensive. Don't even get me started on the chickens. Do you want to get mo- chickens? When, no, when we moved in, they're not there anymore. And I think I know why. Oh, but the fox. <laughs> well, not, not only the fox, but there's a... Explain this to me, folks. I'm going off track a little bit here. <laughs> okay. It has been pouring here in California, rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Explain to me not only where do birds go when it rains, like what do they freaking do? Uh-huh. But we have a hawk that is sitting out in the tree behind us. Yes, yes. And it sat out in the rain for like six hours yesterday. It just sat there. And it's out there again today in the pouring rain. Huh. And I'm trying to figure out what it's looking for because all the other animals have got to be hiding somewhere. Oh. Well, what I'm to make a very long divergent story <laughs> succinct here. I think either the hawk or the fox got the chickens that when we moved in, there were chickens next door to us. Oh, I don't hear the chickens. I don't see the chickens. They haven't gotten loose in our yard. And we used to, with the emphasis on used to, we used to have a blind rooster that lived behind us. And Uh I know it's, I know it's blind. This ties in with today's show. I know it's blind because the rooster would do its thing at all hours of the day or night. That's why I (laughs) called it a blind rooster. Didn't know, didn't know what time it was day or night. Well, I just Googled what does, thank you, Google, what do birds do when bad weather hits? And they generally seek shelter in dense shrubs or thickets next to heavy tree trunks and on the downside of woods and forests, uh, nestling in, in boxes and natural cavities. So they hide, they seek shelter. Surprise, surprise. Except for, my, except for my hawk that sits in the backyard and watches <laughs> my little dog run around. So we have to stand out there so the hawk won't get the little dog. Be careful because your hawk is probably hunting. Yeah, He's exactly. probably coming out in the rain for food. Exactly. They will go out for food. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> well, so this this topic today, shall we dive <laughs> this, in? Yeah, this is a fun one. I mean... I, I'm not, when I think about keeping your shit together in a stressed world, I guess home remedies are up there with some placebo effect and some science behind them. So I tried to balance out, you know, how do you take care of yourself when you're, when something's bothering you? How do you tap into these old wives tales, as they say? <laughs> So um, that's well, kind of the, the direction I went in. I'm not sure what direction you want to go in. Well, I, I thought we would take two different approaches, but you brought oh, okay. up something very interesting that I want to emphasize. And I didn't know you were going to mention placebos. I'm a big, uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of of the whole concept of placebos. And I was looking <laughs> for the study. I don't see it right now, but there's a study out that actually has shown that placebos work even when you know they're a placebo. Yes. Yes, they do. Um, And, you know, this ties right in with my hypnosis and my NLP and my persuasion training, because it is amazing what the human mind, particularly the subconscious uh, or superconscious is able to do. Yes. When you get an idea in it, right? Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I thought we might start the show by 
ending on home remedies and starting with old wives' tales. Okay. Because a lot of these old wives' tales, uh-huh. uh, I don't know why we don't call them old husband, husband tales, tales, but we call I them know, old wives' sexist. tales. Well, I don't, I, you know what I think is because women were always considered the wise women. The wise women. Yeah. And they often noticed? outlive men. They often yep. outlive men. Have you, ever, have you ever noticed nobody calls us wise men? <laughs> There's wise women, right? Um, <laughs> well, anyway, except in I the thought, Bible. <laughs> uh, well, that's true. But yeah. I thought we might start with, with the whole concept of the old wife's tales oh, sure. because I certainly grew up with a lot of them. And I, I kind of made a little list of the things I grew up with. Oh, okay. And I wonder how many of them you grew up with now. So here's the big one for me. We, we okay. had, I don't know if this is uh, a product internationally, but when I was growing up, we had what was called a doughboy pool. These are above ground pools. That oh, yes. We, yes. We, we had them before we had the in-ground pool. Right. And right. right. So like they're aluminum around the outside and it's got, you know, this plastic liner. And I, I remember we had that, that as they were con- before they constructed the in-ground pool, what people would think of as a, as a real pool. Yes. And the first thing that I was told was do not go swimming right after you eat or you'll get yes, cramps. And you'll drag. get a cramp. Mm-hmm. I've heard that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not true. Of course not. That is not true. <laughs> and in fact, you, I was told to wait. Uh, I, I was told to wait 30 minutes. You right. eat, you have to wait 30 minutes. Otherwise you get a cramp, you drown. Right, right. <laughs> right. I, I, like as if you can't walk, like your legs don't work or your arms don't work after you eat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so the, the next kind of old wife's tale that I had heard, and this, by the way, came out of... Um, Obviously, I didn't get this when I was little, but I, I think many of you have heard me talk about, I used to run what were called FAM trips, familiarization trips to Hawaii all the time. So uh-huh. I was flying to Hawaii weekly, um, taking travel agents, showing them the islands and getting them familiar with it. Well, in Hawaii, there are jellyfish, not the man of, not, not the man of war ones, because this uh-huh. won't work with them. But I had always been told that if you get stung, because I would surf over there, if you get stung by a jellyfish, you're supposed to pee on yourself yes. or have someone else pee on you. Pee yes. on you. Yes. That's not it. But, and I always thought of this, right? And yeah. in fact, I was watching a reality TV show and someone got stung by a jellyfish and all the other contestants peed, peed on, on them. Uh-huh. Um, the reality is I was looking this up. The Mayo Clinic says that doesn't work. It doesn't do anything other than you get peed on. <laughs> so in fact, what you're supposed, what you're supposed to do is remove the stinger, uh, and then soak, the, soak the, the, the wound in hot water. Oh, well, um, that just doesn't make sense. I mean, why would you remove the stinger and soak a wound in hot water? I mean, obviously, peeing on something is a greater healing nature. <laughs> um, so how about this one? I'm going to hold up my coffee cup, those of you that you know, That are, sort of are, reminds me psychologically I, of, of like when someone's in pain and we belittle them. <laughs> Why wouldn't you be loving and tender and kind? <laughs> anyway, see, I digress. <laughs> Let's just so pee bad. on them emotionally. You, you are so bad. <laughs> Um, so, so the next one, 
I used to hear this as a little kid. Okay. I'm holding up my coffee cup. Coffee stunts your growth. Yeah, I did hear that. That that's not true. It's caffeine. No, Harvard Medical School says that that they have no idea where, where this came from. Okay. Um. Oh, I can't blame my short size on my coffee in high school. Darn it. Yeah, can't can't come from that. Um, there's I'm no link. Short. There's no link between your size, your height, and coffee. Really? Um, really. So I have a big ass cup of coffee here. <laughs> I do too, but I'm done growing. So I, I grew up. In fact, I'm shrinking. I grew up with with a sister and a mom. Okay. I don't know about the the rest of you, but do you ever remember walking in and you seeing mom or sister plucking hairs? Yes. Right. Yes. Plucking gray hairs will make two more grow in where the one you plucked came oh, from. I actually have heard that old wives' tale. Yes. Not and? true. Not, Not true. true. <laughs> but uh. but. But doing it wrong could lead to bald patches. <laughs> yes. That is true. Yes. Well, there's also the one of um, if you shave your hair, it'll grow back faster, darker, and coarser. Yeah, that's not true either. You know, no, it's not true. And I and I've never really thought about that before because that was kind of something mom would use to tell me don't start shaving your legs. Um, but you know, like your hair is going to grow back no matter what. And, it, you know, otherwise people who shave their hair because they were people who were going bald and started shaving their hair, their head to, to offset the right. patches of baldness, they should have long course. They should, right? Hair, but they don't. So yes. again, another one, many of our listeners are too old to even know what I'm talking about, but I remember when we used to have, you know, we didn't have LED TVs. We didn't yeah. have smart TVs. We had the tubes in the back that would warm up, et cetera, et cetera. And it was all brand new and different. And I constantly heard, particularly from my grandmother, don't sit too close to the TV. It will ruin your eyes. Yeah. You'll go blind. Yeah. I remember that. Too. Well, that was something else that you'd go blind from. But oh well, that one didn't apply necessarily to me. <laughs> to we, that to was women, that yeah. was reserved for my brother. <laughs> but, but seriously, sitting so the thing was sitting too close to the TV. I was told would ruin my eyes. Yes. Um, and so the American Academy of Ophthalmology says it could cause eye strain, but it's not going to ruin your eyesight which then led me to remember another great one I got because I'm really good at, at crossing my eyes. Okay. My grandmother constantly said, don't do that or your eyes will stick like that. <laughs> yes. I heard that too. That's not true. Not true. Your eyes will not stick like that. <laughs> now, or like your face, don't make that funny face or your face will stay that way. Well, I haven't heard the face one. I only heard the oh. eye one growing. Oh, up. okay. <laughs> Um, now, uh, in researching for today's show, I I've came across one I'd never heard, oh. but I know some of our listeners, one of them live with us today, uh, has cats, uh, and apparently there is an old wives' tale of that cats suck babies' breath away from them, and so you should never let cats. Oh, I heard that. Yes, really, yes. I've I have heard that. Yes, but um, more from like a the cats will suffocate a baby. That's what has been said. So in fact, what has happened, according okay. to at least the research, is that 
unfortunately, some babies die from sudden um, death, infant, infant death, death syndrome. syndrome. Yeah. That there may have been a cat around, that the cat actually had nothing to do with it. But uh, No, I um, can't imagine that. I mean, there uh, is the toxoplasmosis from the little worms in cleaning out the cat litter box that's legitimate for pregnant women, but that is a scientific thing. That's not a old wives tale. <laughs> so this is one you, that I know you travel around a lot and you like to enjoy yourself, particularly meals and, and, and buy yes. periodically. Yes. You've heard of the hair of the dog, right? Yes. That you... So this is kind of a crossover between old wife's tales and a, a folk remedy. Okay. Okay. So the hair of the dog is supposed to cure a hangover. And, and really, yeah. So that's where the name came from. And what it was is apparently this first appeared in print in 1546, where you would take the hair of a dog and that was supposed to cure a hangover. Yes. Oh, literally a hair of a dog? Yeah, physically, the physical hair of a dog. A hair follicle. Okay, gross. Um, so, <laughs> well, so other than using hypnosis, folks, the uh -huh. only cure I know for a hangover is waiting it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, I know some people, some people claim a Bloody Mary will do it. But, a Bloody Mary, that would be hair of the dog symbolically. Um, one thing that always worried me uh, I pop and crack my knuckles a lot. Uh-huh. And uh, I can't remember which of my family members said, if I do that, it would cause arthritis. Arthritis. That's yeah. not true. That's not true either. That's debunked uh, too? Yeah. So so okay. what I, because I wound up doing magic, right? The last thing, right? you know, prestidigitation and card stuff. The last thing I need is arthritis in my hands. My grandmother right. had it really bad. And I would yeah. watch her knuckles, you know, swell up and things like that. So as I crack my knuckles, because I can feel the pressure in them, okay. um, and I'd pop them and crack them and do whatever. I looked it up, it, and it turns out that um, that cracking in your, you're not cracking bones. Uh -huh, uh, uh -huh. There are actually nitrogen bubbles that build yes. up. Yes. And what you're doing is it's like popping bubbles. You're releasing the, the bubbles. Yeah. Now, um, I found an old wives truth so not a fake myth but it was um mcgill university out of canada did an article about some of the true and and false old wives tales you can look it up but one of them that's true is never wake a sleepwalker somebody Wait, that's not true see i thought that, that was true. that is true don't wake a sleepwalker oh. Because they're, um, but it's not about the sleepwalkers health that they'll have a heart attack or they'll go into shock or whatever, but it's for your own safety, because depending on what they're dreaming about, they're in the deepest form of sleep. And that, um, that sort of sleep inertia is like a sleep drunkenness oh, wow. and that forced arousal can cause them to be really cognitively impaired for up to 10 minutes. And if they're dreaming of something at all violent, people have actually harmed the people around them who've woken them up during sleepwalking. And they, they cited that there has, have actually been homicides from waking up people who are sleepwalking. See, I knew zombies were real. I knew it. <laughs> and, but instead, like the solution is if you know anybody that is a sleepwalker, you gently guide them back to bed. That's what you do. Huh. You don't, you don't try to wake them up 
um, out of the sleepwalking. You just try well, to get them well, back. That, obviously, there's no way to prove this, but speaking of sleep, I yeah. somewhere learned that if you are dreaming and you die in your dreams, then you die in your. I did your hear that. Life. But I've died in my dreams. So have I. I was just going to say that. So have I. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mine's usually, then, by the way, mine's usually drowning. Is it drowning? I don't know. I've I had had a, one drowning. Had variety. I had one drowning and I had one, um, I guess it was a bomb. Mine was explosion. a bomb, a nuclear explosion. Yeah. yeah. And you could see the the nuclear wave headed towards you. It was really wild. Wow. Uh, I know. That's so, we'll, have to, we'll have to do a show times. on dreams at some point. Um, <laughs> now, there, there's another one um, that's half true. You know, the feed a, co- a cold, starve a fever. You've heard that? Feed a cold, starve a fever. I've always, by the way, I use that for myself. That's uh-huh. not true? No, it's half true. Feed both. Okay. <laughs> You're oh, Ill. good. I like that. <laughs> You're ill. And so you want, you want to give your body nutrition to fight the, to boost the immune system functioning. And uh, of course you also want to hydrate. Like that's one of the first things we do when somebody's dehydrated is, is to hydrate. So you want to feed both and you want to hydrate both. Well, that then ties right into the half true half. It's really, it's, I can say it because I'm Jewish. Most uh-huh. people, you can't say this, right? It's not politically correct anymore, but Jewish penicillin. It's chicken uh, soup, right? Matzo ball soup, yeah. Matzo, which well, is matzo ball basically soup, chicken soup. Ch- chicken soup for, right, chicken soup for the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, right, you're sick. It's half you, true. You make chicken. And I will yep. tell you, it it actually, because of the hydration and because of, mm-hmm. of staying, um, you know, fed and nourished, et cetera, it actually mm-hmm. does make you, and it's emotionally soothing. Mm-hmm. My wife, well, wait, it, my it, wife makes really good chicken soup. <laughs> well, it's been shown to reduce inflammation and to thin the nasal mucus that somebody is experiencing. And then the hot liquid in and of itself, whether it's chicken soup mm-hmm. or any other kind of soup you choose, helps the the sore throat aspect if you're having a sore throat and, um, and it provides those needed fluids. So it actually is partly true. It's not necessarily just chicken soup, but any soup, um, particularly chicken soup seems to alleviate symptoms. So while we're talking about old wives tales that are not true, we'll get to folk remedies in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, how about eating carrots will give you better eyesight. I, I had I grew a client up with that, that ate one. so many carrots, she turned orange. Exactly, because of the, the beta carotene in it. You that, can overdose on carrots, people. That's not true, folks. <laughs> and let me also tell you something that's not true. The eyesight doesn't? No, doesn't get better okay. with carrots. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but my biggie, and, we, and the kids have grown up with it. They still use it. Uh, just over the weekend, my wife and I actually used it. And my wife, when I tell you this rule, my wife stopped me. Ah. She said, you can't do that. Oh, what? I, all I'm going to, the five second rule. Oh, about picking things up off the ground? Yeah. And eating it still? Yeah, yeah right. What's the old wife's <laughs> tale? Five seconds. If it's on the... If it's on the ground less than five seconds, you can still eat it. Yeah. Well, it really depends on if your kitchen floor is clean. Or you have dogs who shed. Yeah. There would be no five second rule in a dog house or a cat house. So Rutgers University has basically said, if something falls on the floor, the, the germs, the infection, 
the nastiness gets on it immediately. <laughs> There's no fight back. No. No. So if it's something contact. if some if something drops on the ground, let it go. <laughs> let it bless someone else. <laughs> what if it's really, really, really good? Gross. <laughs> so speaking of food stuff, now I, I will tell you, I think we've mentioned this before. Um, I do not like spiders. Period. Oh, okay. And it all and I'll give you the reason why. It all came about when I was little. Uh-huh. Um, my, I grew up with a family that did not and does not kill living things to the extent that you cannot do so, right? Okay. There's no, okay. there's no intentional killing of a, of a living sentient anything. Okay. So, so we grew up catching bugs and taking them outside if they got in the house. And I remember, I remember being, a, being with my sister and we went into the bathroom and there was a spider on the sink. And it was like, no big deal. I had my little glass. It's actually a Dixie cup. Remember the Dixie cups? And you would, here was the deal. You'd put the the, the Dixie cup over the the, the bug uh-huh. and then slide a piece of paper under the cup under the cup, and then take the bug outside. Okay. I went to do that for the spider. And for the first time in my life, it jumped. The, the fucking spider jumped. Yeah. No, not yeah. This was this was all my world shifted on its axis moment. And, I mean, that's and, my biggest fear about bugs in general. If I get near them, they're going to jump. No, it's just a spider. Um, <laughs> and and literally, this thing jumped on the wall. And then when I tried to get it on the wall. It jumped, and it was like that was it. I was done with spiders. Uh-huh. Now I have since addressed this issue, but you will not be finding me holding a tarantula, for example. I don't care no. how peaceful and docile they are. It's not going to happen. No. Um, you know, these these monster movies where these giant things that have been radioactive come, just not going to happen. Uh-huh. So imagine my concern when I read somewhere that as you sleep over the course of your lifetime, I'm sorry, it's actually in a year. I'm looking right now at it, that you eat eight spiders a year in your sleep. What? How how freak my world out do you think that was? No. Yeah. Um, so I, I, have, I, I immediately went and looked that one up the first time I heard it. And no. I, I can tell you that thankfully there is no thank you to our listener who's now making these things. Right? So Faces. you can... Um, well, haven't you ever seen those horrible movies where it's they're usually monster movies where someone dies and then you see the bug crawl out of their mouth well, or of out course, of their eye or out of their ear? But it's a movie. Ear. Yes, but I have an overactive imagination. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I, I will be pleased to tell you that the National Sleep Foundation says, sorry, folks, there are no spiders crawling in your mouth. Oh, and good. You're not, you're not eating them. In fact, you move so much during your sleep, you're scaring they them will, off. You're scaring them off. Yes. Thank you. I needed that one to be untrue. That's not true. <laughs> so let's let, let, let's move to home remedies. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, what do you got? Um, this is a, a mix of a home remedy and a old wives' tale. The apple a day keeps the doctor away. Yes. That's it, not true. Parsh- it's partially true. Partially true. In that basically fruits and vegetables are good for your health. But when researchers actually pitted two, two groups of people together, 
um, one who reported eating an apple a day and those who didn't, there was actually no difference in the actual number of doctor visits that they had, but they did notice that the apple eaters took fewer medications than those who didn't. And so basically get your three to five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, because it does uh, positively improve your health. You may still have the same number of doctor visits in general. Very good. Well, by the way, we, <laughs> we should preface all of what we're about to talk about with, with the warning that I gave before. And that is we're not doctors. I'm not a doctor. Right. No. right? We're just, this giving, is all internet based information. It could yeah. all be wrong. <laughs> we're, we're giving, we're giving you stuff that may have worked for Michelle and me, but you guys go check it out yourself. Check with your doctor. Yes. Um, however, I will tell you something that does work. Okay. Um, and Michelle and I have chatted about this quite a bit as far as this, the, the problem. The problem is that if there are mosquitoes out, I'm a buffet. Uh, me too. Right? Now, me too. I should show about you my ankles. Eaten, being eaten through your clothing. Yes, bad. through my clothes. They bite um, me. Yes. So two things. One, my son actually uh, told me about, and that's uh, white vinegar uh-huh. or apple cider vinegar. It? The apple cider vinegar. Okay. Uh, literally immediately soothe it. Uh, but before I had heard about the apple cider vinegar, mm. um, oatmeal. Mm. And you you make a little paste of it up and it completely soothes it. it and at least both of those work for me. Mm. Nothing else well, seems to work. Baking soda works like a bath with baking soda or putting a baking soda paste together seems to work. In fact, there's like a little um, pen called Afterbite which is its main, its main um, ingredient is baking soda. Wow. You put it on afterwards, but you know, that doesn't, it's, it's like multiple applications after multiple for me. It's just, there's no hope for me <laughs> except do, avoid, avoid. So, so do you ever, do you ever get eye strain, like either watching the computer for too long? Uh-huh. I think um, I learned this little trick, uh, believe it or not, from uh, a hairstylist that I had. Uh-huh. Uh, and if you go in and you get the super duper fancy schmancy, you know, the hot shave and the the towel and the massage and all the rest of that stuff. Have you ever noticed that they put cucumbers on your eyes? Yes. Cucumbers are really good for eye strain as well. Not only does it ah. remove the puffiness, Ah. But it, it helps it helps with eye strain. So I'm a big cucumber on your eyes. Oh, Bam. okay. That makes sense. I mean, I love cucumbers anyway. The problem is I want to eat them. So it's hard to put them on my eyes. Well, <laughs> Do you know that honey has been linked by the World Health Organization and the American Academy of Pediatrics to help as a cough suppressant? Because it... Uh, it it helps with respiratory infections. Um, about a one and a half teaspoons of honey decrease cough and improve the sleep um, even better than over-the-counter cough syrups. And they think it has yeah. to do with the antioxidant and antimicrobial properties of um, the honey coating the throat and well, soothing it, rawness. I am so I didn't know you were going to bring this up. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. may I may I take a few minutes and talk about honey and what's yeah. uses honey yeah, yeah. for? Yes. So, although I want to give you my warning, children less than one year oh, should yeah, yeah. not have honey. That's what the World Health Organization and pediatrics said. So that's the exception. So let me <laughs> tell you about honey. Tell me about honey, honey. Honey is so 
freaking good for you, particularly if you get local honey, which is, yes. you know, you it's you get it in a local area because honey is boundary driven for lack yeah, of a yeah, better way yeah, to put yeah. it. Um, and it has such wonderful benefits and side benefits, side effects mm-hmm. that I, when I drink wine, for those of you who like wine, yeah, particularly red wine, I will put yeah. a teaspoon and a half of honey in my wine and okay. essentially make my own version of mead. Oh, it's the drink of the gods. Oh, it's really? absolutely wonderful. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I'm looking do, at one of our listeners' faces. Friends, that, like, believe in this? Oh, no. Are you kidding? They think I'm out of my mind. But well, I guess it's okay. Sangria. It's well, got me. What if you took wine, put the honey in it as the sugar, let the fruit ferment in it? Now you got your fruits a day, you got your honey a day, and you got your wine antioxidants a day. All go. in one sangria. On top of that, um, again, I have no affiliation. <laughs> the face of our, one of our live listeners yeah. is hysterical right now. Yeah, where do we put it in champagne? Um, now, <laughs> now that said, okay. I also, as part of a daily routine, and I and this is my routine. It may not be true for all of you, particularly any of you that may have allergies to bees. So don't yes. do this, right? Okay. Um, but the the reality is. Uh, I make smoothies every day uh-huh. and I put bee pollen in the smoothie. Oh, yes. So you can buy bee pollen, the little, yes. the little granules of it. Yes. Um, it's very healthy for you. And then uh-huh. something, and I'm going to leave this for, for, for those of you who are curious to go look it up. I want, have you ever heard of propolis? P-R-O-P-O-L-I-S? Yes, yes. yes. Um, so it is... It's resin, for lack of a better way to put it. I take little propolis uh, supplements every day. Oh. And it's it's like a resin-like, it's almost liquid in there. It's like a resin-like material that is made by bees uh-huh. from trees. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. And I, I, I would love all of you to go and just look up propolis, P-R-O-P-O-L-I-S, Okay. And take a look at the benefits of it, including um, purportedly, right? And I, I'm actually on Healthline right now, online. Uh, it has been linked to fighting infections, mm-hmm. healing wounds, eliminating cold sores. Mm. I first heard about it, by the way, in the cancer world. Mm. But here's the interesting, I'm going to, Type into uh, uh, Google propolis and something I'm about to tell you. And again, this is all internet-based stuff. Talk to your doctor first. Mm-hmm. There are actual studies now that propolis in some hospitals is being used to fight COVID. Oh, wow. And it's absolutely fascinating what this bee byproduct uh, oh does out there i've been taking it as long before covid um but just go i I am such a huge bee slash honey slash bee pollen slash propolis fan um that you know irrespective of how you use it it's really good for you which is why we need to save the bees ah yeah yeah i agree so I, i i have taught myself not to freak out when a bee is near but just to like 
chill oh, and kind of yeah. move it away from me and it'll it'll move on so i've got the uh you know we've got scotland grove here my little <laughs> uh, my little hobby grove and right it thrives on bee pollination yeah particularly the avocado trees mm-hmm. and so we have bees everywhere they don't bother you they don't they don't usually bother me yeah just Mm-mm. talk to talk to them <laughs> hello so- bee. <laughs> you know, another old wives tale that recently was confirmed by um, a doctor of mine is turmeric as an anti-inflammatory aid. Goes in yeah. my smoothie. Every smoothie has turmeric in it. Uh-huh. You know, when you keep mentioning your smoothie, I'm thinking about how you lied to Carolyn about the use of peanut butter when oh. you were trying to get the peanut butter to make the dogs. The make dog lick the painting. Paintings. Dog lick paintings. And she knows you don't like it peanut butter that way and so you're like it's for my smoothie and then you forced yourself to put it in your smoothie so you didn't actually lie <laughs> and on a banana which I'm not a particularly big fan oh, of bananas either oh peanut butter and bananas great yeah well okay <laughs> teach their own it's an acquired taste so I know you were going to talk about it you haven't yet but I'm going to ask you mm. what is your favorite home remedy for hiccups oh yes I totally wanted to talk about this because I get hiccups from time to time and people have the odd, it's like they're insanely attached to their method of curing hiccups and believe it, believe it, believe it to the nth degree. And I've tried them all and none of them consistently work. So I'm going to tell you a couple of them that I've heard from, from people in my life that I, I care about and respect. One of them was drink a glass of water with a spoon in it and the spoon handle <laughs> has to touch your cheek while you drink the glass of water. And so I, I've tried it. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, um, to be honest. And then Brian, my partner, swears. In fact, I told him I was going to talk about this on the podcast today when we were driving around doing our little day trip to the beach yesterday. And um, I was like, I'm going to tell people about, because he's a crazy scientist. He doesn't believe any of this stuff and it irritates him, but he is so convinced that a spoonful of peanut butter is the cure for hiccups. He's almost right. He's almost right. (laughs) Okay. But he's like, what's the worst that can happen if you're not allergic to peanuts, you get a spoonful of delicious peanut butter. And he's like, I'm a study and you know, all studies have their end value. This is my N of one. I'm open to research dollars to expand my study. So I'm going to expand his. Are you? It's a spoonful of sugar that works. Well, that's what I read. But why? Why does a spoonful of sugar work? Because of the granular uh, consistency of the sugar. Yeah. Number one, it tastes good, right? But it's (laughs) it's the granular. It's the way you digest it and take it in that Uh causes your diaphragm to relax. Okay. Cause usually my cure-all is I consciously start breathing from my diaphragm to get it lined up. Cause usually hiccups are caused by your diaphragm misaligning with your lungs. And then you got a, a hiccup bubble coming up. All right, so I'm I, I just wait, wait, wait. actually I'm... consciously breathe from my diaphragm to get it realigned with my lungs. I'm going to tell you the, se- <laughs> the secret Scott formula that I learned so many years oh, ago. Oh, Lord. Just you drink water upside down out of a glass. Oh, my gosh. It's, oh, oh uh, one of our listeners said, when you have a hiccup, it means someone's thinking of you. 
Well, uh, thank you people for thinking of me. Could you do it in a less annoying <laughs> <Yeah>. way? Because <laughs> hiccups are painful and annoying. Oh, <laughs> no one wants you know a what? Therapist that's hiccuping. That I'm so bring, sorry for your loss. That brings up, I know we're, it's a little off because I want to go back to the hiccup thing, but okay, that goes okay. back to just reminded <laughs> me, have you, did you ever grow up again? My family uh -huh. is from Europe. Um, uh -huh. Did you ever grow up that when you have the shutters, it means someone's walking on your grave? Wait, how can they walk on your grave if you're alive? It's a future. No, it's a future thing. It's like someone in the future has walked on your grave and and you shudder in the present. Yeah, that was a, that was literally if you get the shutters. OK, so it presumes that you believe there's life after death. It presumes well, yeah. that you believe. And my grandmother used to say, by the way, if, you have right. itch, if your palms itch, it means you're coming into money. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. This is the kind of stuff I grew this What is about the kind if of your old ears are stuff. ringing, someone's talking about you? And it, depending on if it's the left or the right, it's either good things or bad things. Oh, Have I haven't heard, heard of that, heard one? that one. No. <laughs> so back, yes. to hi back to hiccups. Yes, back um, to hiccups. Do you, so have anything, do you have anything that actually consistently or at least semi-consistently works for you other than breathing? It, no, I just do the diaphragmatic breathing until it realigns. Yeah. I'm really boring. I use science. <laughs> but apparently, um, if you would like to be a part of Brian's peanut butter study, he's looking for funding and participants. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not really folk lore or old wives tales or even um, home remedies. But I will say, and I'm, I'm just going to use this as a tease for uh -huh. some of our upcoming, because we're going to have two upcoming uh, episodes with guests on it talking about this but you know hypnosis for among other things menstrual symptoms back pain and the like um uh -huh. whether you call it hypnosis or not it's it's i guess a folk remedy of sorts uh -huh. where it actually works again it's it's you know you're talking about using deep breathing for mm -hmm. hiccups mm -hmm. i know i can work with somebody if they've got hiccups and use certain coding Mm -hmm. uh, and they'll, they'll stop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess it makes sense if your, your body does like to heal itself, if it's able, you know, that's, that's why the, the rule of thumb is do no harm yeah. for doctors and, and people. I, um, I know there's a lot more, I'm, I'm just curious if, if you have an old wives tale or, a or a home remedy that you swear by, we would love to hear from those of you that are out there. Like, you know, what are the ones you've debunked or what are the ones that seem anecdotally accurate to you? And just send us a note through our websites or join our Facebook group or make a comment on our Instagram. Yeah, go, by the way, that, just as a reminder, we have a private Facebook group, mm -hmm. uh, a Keeping Your Shit Together Facebook group and just mm -hmm. go online and uh, put in type, Keeping your S-H-Star T or just put Scott Grossberg or Michelle Post and keeping uh -huh. your together. Uh, you don't even have to write the word S-H-Star T <laughs> and it'll pop up or you can find it on ours. Um, I, you know, before we run out of time today, I did want to say, because there is one home remedy that I absolutely love and a lot of people ah. suffer from this. 
Uh, I get motion sickness, you know, if, oh. if I'm on a plane or not a plane, if I'm on a, a ship, Boat. Mm-hmm. you know, traveling short distances, like to Catalina out of, uh-huh. Uh-huh. out of Long Beach, for example, or San Pedro, um, that water is so choppy. Right. Uh, ginger works wonders oh, yes. For, yes. For, for nausea. Yes. Um, and, and for ant, uh, acid reflex, by the way, that was oh, really? another one. Yes. Ginger works really well for acid reflex, raw or cooked in items. So for, if you're traveling again, these are little secrets that I've learned. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just get these little ginger snaps, literally uh-huh. like little cookies, um, uh-huh. little vanilla wafers, but they're not vanilla, vanilla wafers They're or I guess they're called vanilla wafers. Um, they're just little ginger snaps that mm-hmm. you carry them with you or alternatively ginger tea. Yeah. All, all things, uh, gastrointestinal seem to be soothed. And this was something that I also saw on, uh, WebMD and McGill, uh, university in Canada. So these were not Michelleisms. These are actually shown in studies to be supportive of your gastrointestinal system being in balance. So there you go. Hopefully that helps you as cold and flu season is hitting us. But, and take your vitamin C, right? Yeah. I take vitamin C every day. Just it's again, it's part of my little Uh routine, whether it works or doesn't. Well, I, I'm sure vitamin C does work, especially if it's in a digestible form, uh, or in oranges or fruit. So as we, as we leave today, go out and save the bees do do bee things <laughs> at the very least all right next week yes uh, we had done this be- we had done a version of this from the garden before yes, yes. Uh, next week we're going to do lessons learned from the kitchen yes okay send in your thoughts and your ideas what does the kitchen teach you about life and managing stress all right with that thank you all for listening uh please remember to like subscribe Uh, share us on your favorite podcast platform with others help us continue to grow Um, I haven't looked lately I guess we'll do it for the next show as far as the stats that are out there oh yeah Um, we got some new guests coming up uh, over the next several months and with that I appreciate all of you being here Michelle I know you do too I yeah absolutely thank you all for tuning in all right bye-bye everybody be well (laughs) bye-bye